Dr. Lori Marvis podcast, and today I would like to welcome Justin Lacey. How are you, Justin? Doing great. Thank you for taking time out of your day to come and talk to us about your awesome story. I mean, you were over 500 pounds, and I mean, the story you're about to tell is, is going to be fantastic. I, I really enjoyed the summary you sent to me. Yeah, well, I appreciate you having me. I'm really happy to be part of it. Cool. All right, so let's start with, you know, how did this all start? Tell me a little bit about your your history as a child and where the weight kind of started and what do you think led to this type of weight gain and that type of thing? Yeah, well, I think it all started when I was a baby. Because <laughs> if you see baby pictures of me, I was pretty pretty chubby. And then even as a toddler and a young kid and a teenager, I was always very heavy set. And uh, as young as 12 or 13 years old, I would already be looking into looking into dieting books, you know, buying books by Dr. Atkins and Dr. Eads, Protein Power, at that age. So uh, my whole life was just a series of yo-yo diets, you know. I'd lose some, I'd gain it, I'd lose it. And it just accumulated over, over 30 years, uh, up to 500 pounds. I mean, that's a brief a story, but it goes a lot more detail than that. So tell us a little bit more about the details. I mean, what led to 500 pounds? I mean, you just don't go from gaining a little weight as a child to blossoming yeah. to 500 pounds. What was going on in your head? What was in your circumstances, your life that led to that? So maybe that'll be a clue to other people to kind of say, hey, what's going on? That might be me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's just a slow progressing gain over time that you really don't notice it being such a dramatic thing. But, you know... Being young, at 12 or 13, and you're already very heavy, I would go on a low-carb diet. That was always my go-to diet. So losing a bunch of weight and then getting off of the yo-yo or getting off of the low-carb thing, um, I would just start eating more processed foods, more carbs, you know, high-processed, unhealthy carbs. And I would gain more than I lost. And that would go back and forth, back and forth, just, I mean, an insane number of times. And uh, that's, I think that's the main culprit for me getting to where I was. Because, I, I mean, my whole life was always a battle of trying to lose weight, you know. And for me, it was never about health. It was always about, I just got to get not so heavy. And I would lose 70 pounds, gain 90 lose 100 pounds, gain 110. And I, I've lost 100 pounds more than once, more than twice. And uh, I was really good at losing weight, but I was always overweight. Um, I just I, I just never chose a sustainable path, you know. I think uh, that was probably the main thing. I always tried something that wasn't sustainable. Was your family overweight, your other members of your family? Yeah, um... A little bit, probably not as overweight as I was, but, you know, on both sides of my family, my mom and my dad's side, you know, we all like food, you know, right. and uh, so, yeah, um, but, but there's also people in my family who aren't really overweight, you know, they're active in high school, they were athletes, or maybe they were in the military, and uh, I think I just was more sedentary, I wasn't really into sports as much as my other family members, and I don't know. I, I always chose the low-carb route, and I think that was detrimental in my long-term oh, yeah. success. 
Definitely. Yeah. And we can go into that and the science of it and all that. Oh, stuff. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then you, you trucked along here and you find yourself at 500 pounds. What was that light bulb moment that said, wait, this can't go any further? I mean, what changed your paradigm that you're like, this is what I need to do? Tell me what happened. Well, I've had that moment many times because, of, well, this is it. You know, I've got to lose the weight. And that happened so many times that it's kind of ridiculous. But uh, this time, I think all of my health issues, I had, you know, lymphedema in my left leg. It would be, you know, swollen to twice the size of my other leg. Um, the tendonitis in my feet and ankles would get so bad I couldn't walk and had to use crutches. And the pain was incredible. I couldn't even wiggle my toes without feeling like someone was stabbing my feet. Um, that with a number of other health issues. It just got so annoying, really. It just I was so bothered by not being able to move the way I wanted to or breathe when I walked to the restroom or the store. Um, and another huge factor was my mom had a stroke a couple of years ago, um, two or three years ago. Um, and that, seeing her at the hospital and being worried with all of my health issues, with the life journey of losing weight, gaining weight, all of that just hit me like a truck and I just said this is it no more uh, from now until in the beginning of 2015 I made a promise to myself I said from now until the day that I die I'm going to be as healthy as I can no matter what I don't care how long it takes every day I want to be as healthy as I can and don't look back you know don't go back to the addictive things the, the infla inflammation type things you know so all of that together, it just kind of hit me harder than the other times, I think. Mm -hmm. So what was your mom? Has she fully recovered from her stroke? Yeah. Um, she she uh, was on a bunch of medications. She's still on a few medications, but I was really adamant about the plant-based lifestyle. Right. Because of what I've learned through all the research and all the doctors. Well, show us. And tell better. She's better. So tell us a little bit how that progression. So you said today my mom's sick in the hospital. I'm going to live my life to be healthy. Where did your your curiosity lead you? Were you on the internet googling? Did you talk to someone? What was that that light bulb? Where like, oh, what is this thing about plants? Well, well, that actually came a little bit later, right at the beginning of 2015. It all started with me um, wanting to do a project. You know, I wanted to, I guess, get my mind off things and keep my, myself busy. So I was going to learn Chinese or something like that. But then I was like, well, why would I waste my time on a project when the project could be something big? So I wanted to build a house. So that wasn't actually going to be possible because I couldn't really move to build a house. So the project switched from that to me. I was like, I'm going to be the project. And that was a really big aha moment. I was like, I'm going to be that that project and usually when I have a project I, I usually try to be the best that I can at it so it was kind of like really fun and interesting whenever I thought of it that way and so the beginning of 2015 I made a really hard strict promise you know until the day I die I want to be healthy and and health was the focus not weight not pant size not anything but health I wanted to be optimally healthy and optimally being a really important word for me because I want to be the healthiest that I could be. You know, I didn't really want to half anything, you know. But uh, I started off 2015 on a low-carb diet again because that was my 
was always my go-to, but it was insane. It was the definition of insanity. But uh, I started off doing that. Shortly after that, I would start in adding more smoothies to my diet because I knew fruits and vegetables were really healthy. And, uh, you know, got a blender and saw the infomercials for all that stuff. So I knew that would be useful. But about May of 2015, I started adding myself to lots of Facebook groups uh, for recipes and just information because I was always pretty into researching health because it's always been out of necessity for my own personal life. So I knew a lot of that stuff, but I just never really grasped it for some reason. I don't know. But uh, one of the Facebook groups, a an admin of the group messaged me, you know, saying, welcome to the group. You know, I was like, that's awesome. You know, hey. And she started asking me about, uh, well, what brought me to a plant-based lifestyle? And I had no idea what she was talking about. Um, but then she sent me a video of a Dr. John McDougal talking about eating potatoes and rice and losing weight and reversing diseases. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. So I started researching everything I could. And I watched Forks Over Knives. And then all the doctors on that movie, I would research like crazy, every one of them. And I would watch hours and hours and hours of, of their conferences and videos and just a crazy amount of research. And um, June, very beginning of June, 2015 I went on a short 10-day water fast because I was really into water fasting my whole like adult life because it was a good tool for weight loss but it's also you know it helps mentally strengthen you and a whole bunch of other great benefits but after that 10-day water fast it was strictly plant-based from there on out and immediately we just started seeing changes and a lot from there but well, you had mentioned some other things, too, that you gave up at the beginning of 2015. Can you mention some of those for us? Yeah, well, for me, um, I had a long list of things to give up. Um, it started off with cigarettes. I, I stopped smoking. Uh, I stopped drinking alcohol, which I never was a big alcohol drinker. But you know, I had, you know, a lot of beer here and there because, you know, I was a big guy who liked eating their barbecue and drinking beer. So I gave up cigarettes and alcohol and then shortly after that I gave up caffeine completely I stopped drinking coffee and energy drinks and I really never was too big on sodas because I knew how bad they were but uh, any kind of uh, drugs because I was you know pretty depressed years ago and you know I'd probably do any drug that was around so drugs were out of the picture too um, but by that time I was still eating a lot a lot of meat processed food and sugar and I was trying to cut down on that stuff systematically but after the plant-based way of eating I just started getting cleaner and cleaner and cleaner and cutting out animal products cutting out processed foods processed sugars and then just slowly I cut out processed flour mostly and and salt so recently my last thing that I've cut out is, is salt and uh, I'm so happy because now I don't retain as much water I'm lighter I'm losing more weight now because of it. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think all these things that we try to get rid of, each one of them is like a, a next level. You know, it's like, okay, cigarettes, level one. Okay, alcohol, level two. Uh, caffeine, animal products, processed food. If you can just get rid of all these things, it makes it so much easier to be healthy because these things are damaging to the body. 
So we talked a lot about, about the physical stuff, but you mentioned depression. What was going on in your mind during this time? I mean, that must be really hard. You spend your 20s, morbidly obese, difficult to move, unable to live the life you desire. What's going yeah. on in your mind? I mean, that's that, that's a part that a lot of people, we don't, you know, hear about. Whatever you yeah. like to share. Well, exactly. I mean, it was, it was like being in a self-made prison. Um, pretty much my whole adult life was like that. But, you know, I'm still the happy, fun-going, friendly guy because no one wants to be around the sad, fat guy, you know? So um, lots of different negative emotions, you know, as far as self-worth. Um, you know, I – like if I wanted to have a, a partner in life, well, why, why would they choose me when they could choose someone who's not sick and immobile? So my self-worth was, I'm not good enough for anybody. I'm not good enough for myself. I didn't care about myself enough to be healthy. And all these accumulations and bad thoughts over years and years and years was, well, it helped me make the big realization that I needed to make these changes. So, yeah, depression was just a constant thing that was always in the back of my mind. It was always there, but... I was always cheerful and smiling and, you know, because uh, can be sick and depressed, you know. That wouldn't leave much left, right? <laughs> right, right. So as far as when you made those changes in 2015, did you start noticing those feelings of confidence coming? And when what, what was that going on? As you gave up more stuff, what was going on? What gave you more confidence to keep going? Well, I started the plant-based thing around well in June and that's when my energy changed you know I I didn't weigh myself at all uh I knew I was over 500 pounds be only because I did like a weight loss challenge local locally and I had to go to a special clinic because everyone else got to weigh there but I had to go to a special building to weigh myself there and it was at 491 but that challenge was very short-lived and that whole next year was just a free-for-all, all I could eat, everything. And I, I knew I was way over 500. I don't even, it could have been up to 510, 5 plus. I don't know. But but uh, what kept me going, I think, is the feeling that I had, the energy, um, the regularity, <laughs> um, because I wasn't used to that, you know. Usually uh, eating a bunch of junk stuff and meat, your body's kind of clogged up. So... Having that clean feeling and the energetic feeling was a big motivator to keep going. And I finally weighed myself for the first time. I think it was around November of that year. And uh, it was 135 pounds left for the very first time. And I was like, wow. And I didn't believe it because the scale I used to weigh myself was never able to weigh myself. It would just say ERR, you know, error. And I had to wake my brother up in the middle of the night. I was like, hey, could you step on this scale? Because this is no way. This is correct. And that he weighed my, he weighed himself and it was correct. And yeah, it was right. And I lost 135 pounds at that point. And uh, from there, I just started meeting more people on groups, Facebook groups. I started uh, seeking out people on, on YouTube and Facebook. And I found a guy named Jared Monismith. Uh, he, he's lost... 200 and something pounds, used to weigh 460, and I saw him riding his bike across the whole state, 
And that was motivational. Then I would meet people like Josh Lajani, Tim Kaufman, Bobby Brennan, Jason Cohen. I mean, I could list dozens of names, and I've connected with all these people. And they've done some amazing things, lost 200 pounds plus, and doing amazing physical feats. So that was a motivator. Um, people seeing my story and being motivated by that helped me continue my story too. And it's just a culmination of a lot of things, but nothing but positive things, you know. That's amazing, and all those guys I, I I know as well. It's pretty amazing. They're 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 gyms in of themselves. And so, when you say things were getting better and more regular, tell us what was going away. So you were sick with all these different symptoms. What started? What did you notice first besides the energy? What what else was getting better? Well, I would wake up and my feet wouldn't hurt anymore, and that was actually a pretty immediate thing. Uh, all the inflammation was was really just gone um my left leg wouldn't swell anymore um lots of other stuff i could start i could see better because i had uh, a lot of buildup in my eye because i smoked a lot and my eye would get constantly just gunked up with stuff and uh it's like eye fishing syndrome i guess i don't know if it's like rheum buildup but uh, a lot of stuff in my eye and sometimes it would be so Cloudy. I could see. I couldn't see out of my right eye when I was like driving and stuff. So that was that was pretty bad at first, but it cleared up too. Uh, pretty much every health issue was just going away very quick. I never really had any large like medications for anything. I didn't really see many doctors, but I had a lot of stuff wrong with me. I probably had you know heart disease stuff going on too that I didn't even know about because I knew my circulation was awful just from the way I felt and the way things were but uh yeah it all went away very quick by just because i was on the plant-based way of eating so now how much weight have you lost totally so far well i weighed in yesterday at 249 so that's over 250 pounds wow that's amazing you must I don't be know the exact right <laughs> but we know it's over 250 pounds um, so yeah. now you also have some goals for yourself. What are those goals as far as you had mentioned um, some physical activities? Yeah, well, um, this month I set a goal of running 100 miles, you know, during the whole month of December, which is kind of just a small goal for me, which is probably a big goal for most. But uh, I stopped making small goals a long time ago. <laughs> um, but I just want to continue to get healthy, you know, continue to get this excess weight off of me and uh i want the weight off just so i could run more <laughs> um but uh, i think my main goal right now that's set in stone is leadville the heavy half marathon it's like 15 and a half miles you know on a mountain 10,000 feet elevation which is kind of crazy for me to really think about but <laughs> i'm excited about it too that's awesome. and that's pretty much as far as goals that's about it for now, but I mean, I have so many bigger goals that aren't even like foreseen yet. What kind of bigger goals do you have? Like running further, yeah. <laughs> doing maybe triathlons, uh, cool. full marathons, and I would really like to get into ultra marathons. I think that is just something that I would really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, challenge. I like the challenge of it. It okay. just sounds really cool too. Yeah, totally. Well, I'm excited to watch you go. You know, it's interesting because yeah. you, you mentioned meeting all these people, and this, I'm guessing, has all occurred through social media. Um, mm, yeah. So how do you feel like this would have been unattainable if you didn't have 
you know, Facebook or Instagram or all these different things of connecting people, do you think that would have happened as well as it did for you? I don't know. I think, I mean, the, uh, the stories that I've found and the guys that have done, you know, the work to lose 200 pounds and run these marathons, that was a huge motivator for me. And then connecting with them and talking to them, that was even, you know, even more beneficial. But I do think that my initial promise, my, it, I mean, it was very, very like, you're going to do this, you know, to myself. I'm like, this is it. There's no, this is not going to not happen. So that determination right off the bat, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty adamant about things. When I make a, when I make a stance like that, it's, it's gonna happen, you know. So even if I didn't find them, them guys or the stories, I think I still would have been progressing. Maybe not as much. Maybe I wouldn't have heard about Leadville, you know, because I'm running it with these guys that made this, you know, change also. So I think finding them helped me progress faster i think which is great definitely so you found your tribe and your accountability partners and your motivators yeah. and your cheering yeah. squad plant-based <laughs> wolf pack yeah yeah oh, i like it plant-based wolf pack that's fantastic that pretty cool. <laughs> so tell me about what do you eat and what's in the day of the life of mr lacy that that you eat well starting off it was a lot more processed stuff because when you first go plant-based you're like what in the world do i eat I'm just eat lettuce and carrots and, you know. So uh, I started off eating a lot of, like, veggie burgers um, on whole wheat bread or buns. And I'd eat uh, a, lot of, a lot of processed stuff. But uh, these days, I mean, over the past year and a half plus, it's just been getting cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. Now, the only thing that I put in my body are the four main plant-based food groups, the uh, whole fruits, whole vegetables, whole grains, beans and legumes and, and water and that's it I, I, I stick to a, a no salt oil sugar you know type diet as of lately I stopped salt because uh, I like soy sauce for a long time I would pour soy sauce on my rice and it was just too much sodium I mean it was a lot of sodium but uh, cutting that out was it helped a lot what did but, you notice uh, when you cut out salt you had mentioned some things before we started yeah well um water retention you know my legs wouldn't be as puffy my eyes wouldn't be as puffy as they used to be um i i, I lost a lot of weight more weight it's like whenever I, I mean it was water weight probably but i think it was even more body fat weight too um but uh you just feel different too when you don't have as much sodium you don't feel as i don't know you just feel lighter you're kind of more vocal i don't know if it's maybe less water on the joints or what but yeah so what do you normally eat for breakfast? Well, this is actually an interesting story. <laughs> I used, uh, when I first started, it was oatmeal. Oatmeal was my go-to, and I would mash up a couple bananas and some cinnamon, and uh, I would eat it with uh, maybe some grapes or pomegranate seeds on top. And that was great, and I loved it. But then I started moving into more fruit, uh, lots of fruit. Uh, I started eating bananas like crazy, and I would have banana smoothies religiously for like months every day for months so i started buying in bulk i bought a deep oh, i got a deep freeze for free from a friend which was, which was great but i only needed a deep freeze because i started buying bananas by the like hundreds of pounds like i bought 110 pounds of banana and 
And then I ran out of bananas, so I bought another 100 pounds of bananas. Then I started getting sick when I ate bananas, and I think I have an latex allergy to bananas, mm-hmm. and they make me sick. So now I have a freezer full of bananas that I can't even eat. Oh, no. So I've gone back to oatmeal. <laughs> okay. You know, it, it, yeah. it goes to show that even though a healthy food, too much is not so healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I hope I can get back to bananas because they – they were really my staple for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you probably will. Just give your body a break. Um, yeah. So that's uh, breakfast. What do you eat for your remaining meals, lunch and dinner? Um, it varies. Um, I'm really hooked on chili these days. Like I've been like, eating a lot of chili spices. You know, a lot of like Mexican type seasoning, uh, chili and rice or rice and beans. Uh, I make soups salads um i've been actually looking into the the savory oatmeal dishes lately like savory oatmeal with broccoli and and kale and tomatoes and corn and like a southwest style oatmeal and vegetable dishes uh it's really good (laughs) um uh i make brown rice by the by the pound i mean i make like a i get a turkey bag and i'll steam it like five pounds of rice at once and i'll put it in individual bags and freeze that Every time I need a little one cup serving of rice, it's already ready to go. Um, yeah, I don't really eat many uh, processed stuff anymore. Like used to, I would go get, you know, buns and veggie burgers, and that would be like I got lunch for a few days, you know. But uh, for me, that stuff is junk food now, so I even stay away from that. Yeah, it's pretty much. I mean, I eat a lot of other stuff too. You know, if I want a certain food, like. In the past, if I wanted something, I'd eat it. But I do the same thing now. I just make it low-fat and plant-based. You know, if I want chili, pizza, if I want burgers, I'll have it. But it's going to be in a healthier way. So what's one of your favorite recipes that you'd like to share with us? i tell you what. Uh, brown rice in chili, it's like a chili in red. It's like beans and rice as a chili. And uh, with kale. Kale is actually a really good, like, chewy meat substitute because it has a good meaty, chewy texture to it. So that's something I've been doing a lot lately. Um, used to, my, my go-to meal was rice, soy sauce, and spinach, uncooked spinach. And I would eat a giant bowl of spinach and rice. And it was, like, my favorite thing for so I mean, it was, like, months I would eat that. And I... It used to, it was like every meal had to be very special and different. These days, it's very simple and plain. And I like it that way, which is weird because I never thought in a million years that that would be my mentality towards food. But it really just makes it easier and it's enjoyable. I mean, let's explore that a little bit. Don't you think that might be that now you've kind of gotten over this food addiction and that you just see food as fuel? Yeah, well, I do only see food food as fuel now um because everyone has this thing about food that it's so pleasurable you know it 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 spikes all your levels your blood sugar your neurotransmitters your serotonin dopamine and once you start getting on that roller coaster you always go up really high and that seems really pleasurable but there's always that dip that makes you feel depressed and everyone wonders why they're sick and depressed. It's because everyone goes up so high on these roller coasters of blood sugar and neurotransmitters. And instead of going up high and down really low, 
Now I'm just kind of right in the middle and always like optimally happy and energetic. And I've, I've switched from going from five minutes of pleasure from food to the rest of my time pretty happy. And it used to be, or let me say that again, I used to get a lot of pleasure for a small amount of time for food and everything else was kind of like, you know, depression and fatigue. And now it's completely opposite. You know, I don't get as much pleasure from food. It's actually pretty enjoyable. But the rest of the time is really, really happy and energetic, and I don't have pain and and all that stuff anymore. It's like a new chapter in your life has opened up. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of weird because everything's different now. Everything, like, I used to say in the past, there's no way I'd ever give up eating meat. Uh, there's no way I would run. But now, it's like, all I do is not eat meat and run. <laughs> I'm really happy about it because it's it's changed my life, you know. That's amazing. So if it's changed your life, tell us the ripple effects of you changing your life. Who else has come on board, family and friends? Yeah, well, my mom. Uh, I was really hard on her going plant-based. Uh, and she was really not really wanting to do it at first. But I really started like, well, I was too preachy at first because it's like, how could I not? I know this could like save my mom's life. How could I not preach this really heavily? And uh, she really started getting the idea, and, and I started sharing all my different epiphanies that I've had, and she started understanding those, and she started really liking the food. Like, she loves eating rice and beans. She loves eating potatoes and fruit. Like, who doesn't love eating that stuff? And so she found that, and... She's getting off medication. She's lost 50 pounds. She's she's more mobile. She can, you know, go to the store without using the aids or, you know, a wheelchair or whatever. Uh, she can, or she goes to the gym regularly now. She goes on walks. She rides a bike. I mean, so many wonderful things just with her alone. But uh, people online reach out because they've, you know, heard my story. And there's people who accredit me with their 100-pound weight loss. And I think that's ridiculous. I'm like, wow, you know, just because they heard my story, you know, they say, I lost that because of you. I'm like, that's a wonderful feeling, you know. And that's that's another huge motivator to keep me going and keep me wanting to be healthy because without people maybe sharing their story and I, and I heard their story, well, I feel like I have to let people know what happened for me to help others, like pass it, you know, pass it forward and, it's just really awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. How about coworkers where you work at the radio station? What's going on there? Did anyone think you're crazy at first and then they're like, whoa? No, no. It was a, I think everyone thinks you're crazy when you say you want to give up meat, especially in like a small southern town like this. But, but you know, no one, uh, you know, I try to be not really preachy, but I try to let people know about the huge benefits of Reversing their disease, because a lot of people I know are on medications. You know, people I work with take medications. And I try to mention it to people, but it's hard to say, hey, you need to give up what you're eating. And that's really personal. You say, you need to quit eating ice cream, or you need to quit drinking sodas. They know that. But it's not going to stop just because some guy says that. You know, even though that I have lost 250 pounds and reversed my health issues, it's like, you have to have that self low point, I guess, to make a change. Uh, and 
It was the same thing for me, you know. Why didn't I stop doing what I was doing at 300 pounds, 400 pounds? It's like it had to get to a point that was out of necessity versus want. And those are things that are so easy to answer now. But looking back, it's like, why didn't I do that earlier? But it was, I don't know, there's so many, like, if we can figure out that for everybody, that's like magic. Because it's like, even I find it hard to find that, you know, answer. Like, why did I choose to do it now versus then? And, you know, it's it's easy to answer, but it's also really hard to answer, you know? Do you think your mom's stroke was like pulling the curtain back and you see the lights, like it's shining on you and going, wow, this is actually my life. Do you, you know, if she wouldn't have had that moment um, of your mom, do you think you would have found that epiphany and kept going or do you think, what do you, what do you think was going on there? I don't know if it would have changed that or not. I, I know that a large thing was me not being able to walk. You know, I would have to be on crutches. Uh, sometimes I'd have to use crutches for two weeks straight and sometimes I couldn't even use crutches because both feet would be in so much pain that I couldn't even do anything but just be in bed and that was miserable and all because I was being self-destructive with with food cheeseburgers and pizza and, and soda and that just got annoying you know I, I, I can't mm-hmm. I can't walk I can't do this or that so, yeah, all that had a, a, an impact on me. Right. And so now your mom's feeling better and getting better. What does her doctor say? Her doctor's uh, loving it, I suppose. Um, I keep on reducing the medications, um, which is great. And uh, I keep on saying because I'm like, I look at all her medications and I look at all the side effects. And I'm like, see, you don't need any of these. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a doctor, so I try to be careful with that. But, uh. Yeah, she's doing so great. Uh, I actually want, I wish I was like there with her at the doctor's office to see what he or she says. But that's maybe kind of too intrusive, maybe. I got to plug up this phone because I think it's uh, running low. No I hope, problem. I hope it's, Should be your, see I see your hand. That's all good. <laughs> I thought this was charged earlier, but. It's okay. I edit. It's no big deal. Cool. You good? Yeah, I think that's that'll work. I'm pretty good with technology, but today is just a horrible day for it, I think. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> We're good. We're good. So let's going back to your mom. So you said that maybe it'd be nice if you could go with your mom to a visit. I honestly don't think that would be too intrusive. Again, I don't know your relationship with your mom, but it sounds like you're pretty tight. So you know, sometimes a doctor needs to hear that. And so I'm all about pushing that message to physicians because they have so many contacts in a week and a, and a month and a year that can really yeah. change lives. And you could change lives of people you don't even know because you've yeah. changed someone else's life. And so I would encourage you to explore that and have that discussion with your mom and going with her yeah. sometime. Yeah. Well, um, she's, uh, we, me and her both just had a cholesterol screening. There was a free one here locally, and uh, hers was pretty good. Uh, I mean, she doesn't take any dietary cholesterol, so that's really great. Um, mine was actually a little low, which was kind of weird. But How low was it, if you don't mind? Um, 
I mean, it was just just a hair under optimal, I think. But uh, I don't know the numbers exactly, but I know it was it was just right there. Nothing um, wrong with that. I mean, your body will make what it needs. So it takes the fats and it'll make the, the cholesterol that you need to make your hormones and different things. My 20-year-old who's who eats this way, very active, lifting weights, his total cholesterol was 88. Just, yeah. And I've never seen cholesterol that low. I've seen it one low one other time um, in uh, someone when I was in active duty Air Force. And I measured hers and hers was lower. But I was like, that's pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. Close to mine. I think mine might have been like 89, something yeah. like that. And that's, you know, that's your body's just making what it needs. He's healthy, he's happy, he's active, he's doing stuff. And so um, yeah. that says a lot for you're not going to have a heart attack. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you'll yeah. be okay. Um, so tell me about, so tell, you live in a little southern town in Missouri. And yeah. so, you know, it sounds like you probably make a lot of meals at home. Now, when you do go out, or if you do, what do you have available for yourself in this little town? Not much. I think the only options I have are maybe a salad bar, maybe at one or two restaurants. Um, I would eat a lot. I used to eat a lot of like Taco Bell, a lot of rice and bean burritos, um, veggie burgers. Uh, but those aren't really the healthiest options, especially whenever you get them. They're usually pretty high in fat, so I don't even get those. That's really it. Uh, other than like if there's a buffet that has like vegetables and potatoes mm -hmm. other than there really isn't any option at all I just stick to eating my oatmeal and my rice and beans and potatoes and fruit and I'm, I'm really happy with it though so now you're, you're, your job is a DJ correct? yeah so do you host like a is it a certain time are you doing music or are you doing talk what do you do exactly as your DJ job? well mostly I do like uh, board op work and I kind of run some evening shows and weekend shows. And I kind of just do the weather and stuff. But um, every once in a while, I do afternoon shows. You know, I'll just do like uh, five hours of music. And I'll introduce songs and do the news and do the weather. And kind of talk just a, a little bit. But uh, nothing really, really big yet. But, you know, it's a, it's a simple job right now, which maybe can... Growing into something bigger later, you know. I was just curious if you were ever going to consider doing a little, you know, piece on yourself yeah. and have someone talk to you about this. I mean, the potential, because, I mean, how long have you lived in this little town? Well, I was born here um, okay. in 84, and then I've kind of moved away a couple times and always came back, but mm -hmm. most of my whole life. So you know a lot of people. So the, yeah. I, I mean, the cool thing is it's kind of like when you go back and you listen to Josh and he, you know, in this little town in southern Louisiana and all the people he's affected. I mean, I'm just curious. You have the potential to do the same thing or maybe you already have. I mean, that's so fun yeah. to see where you can actually transform an entire population or at least large parts of it. Have, how is that going? Have you been interviewed by your local paper or anything? I mean, what is that story? Is that is that been made local? No, not really. I actually, you know, ain't been too. I haven't been too public, really, with the story. Um, you know, I did a, a an interview with Jason Cohen for his documentary, Big Change, the film. That was pretty cool, and a lot of people saw that and and you know, friended me on Facebook over it, which was really great. And you know, I've, I've talked to them. You know, some of them even you know over the phone, which is great. Um, locally, though. Um, you know, I, I kind of share my story on my own personal Facebook page, kind of let others know, and, you know, 
a lot of people are really interested. And a few people have really, you know, looked into going plant-based, but maybe haven't dived in as deep as I have, but they're still maybe trying. And I, there's a lot of people who have tried it and are trying to get it down, you know, because I think everyone has to experiment with their own way of eating. They have to, you know, fix their own food of what they like and find their activity. And some things just got to be done with yourself. You know, you have to kind of see what you like. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I, I do wish more people could hear my story because, you know, it benefited me by hearing other people's stories. Right. And, you know, my story is kind of still going and I still got a lot more great stuff to do. So, but all of our stories are still going. So, yeah, yeah, it's true. That's true. It just depends but on. Yeah, I, I think that would be fantastic. I mean, just some thoughts out there just to maybe, you know, hold a little seminar or something or, you know, talk oh, yeah. maybe at a local restaurant about, you know, how you lost this all this weight and this transformation and it's still ongoing, but you wanted to share with those that you know and care about in the, in the same hometown. So that is a cool thing. I mean, so if you meet someone and now they're asking you about all this information, what's the one piece of advice that you would give to someone if they're considering changing to this type of diet? Well, that question has been made to myself many times, and I try to find the best condensed epiphany answer that I could, you know, think of. But really, I think the best thing is, like, you have to want to be healthy. You really need to keep health the focus, maybe not the weight, maybe not the pant size, but feeling healthy and feeling clean and energetic the right way, you know, with real stuff, you know, but wanting to be healthy, you know, making that, that, that stance and saying, I want this and don't let anything stop you. That's, I think for me was the key in all of this because I made that stance from day one and I said, this is it. Mm -hmm. If I would have said, well, let's try to eat a little healthier. Well, maybe I would have just tried. But because I said this is an absolute thing that is going to happen, without a doubt, mm -hmm. I think that needs to be made. I think that stance needs to be said to you know yourself. But as far as the way to lose weight, I think the plant-based lifestyle is, for me, a no-brainer. I think it's like... I mean, it was just a miracle that I found it. I'm so happy that it happened because I don't think that I have to ever go off of that. There's no cheating on it. I don't have to worry about gaining the weight back. You know, I think this is just, you know, my life from now on, I'm going to eat healthy. And it's easy that way, too, you know. It takes all the clutter out of it and just makes it... a you know, very easy to focus on your target. And I really like what you said about, you know, make the project you. And I think that is really important because you have moms and dads and people who work for other people and take care of other people, but they never take care of themselves. And if they yeah. can get that little switch turned on in their head saying, you have to be taken care of first before you can take care of anyone, take care of anyone yeah. else. I mean, imagine if something would have happened to you and your mom was sick as well i mean that you know that that would have been a, a shame that you know you would need someone to take care of you your mom was sick too i mean there's just so many possibilities but now you know you'll be there for the long haul for your mom 
Yeah, well, that was a, that was a huge factor in all of this in the back of my mind. You know, how can you protect your family or, you know, be of use to anyone if you can't even walk or breathe? Mm-hmm. So being that protector for my family was really important to me that I was able to run or walk or build or whatever I needed to do. I mean, that was always one of the biggest factors in all of this was mm-hmm. able to do things for my family and care about the people that, that needed my help, you know? Right. So that was really important. Do you have siblings? <clears throat> yeah, I have a younger brother, an older brother, and uh, I have stepsisters and brothers. And uh, But yeah. Um, have any of them changed they, their diet? They, they what? They tried, they tried, but they're not plant-based yet. Um, and I try not to be too preachy about it, but, you know, they'll bring in their McDonald's or their Taco Bell, and I'll just, <laughs> I'll just not say anything, because they already know, you know, so. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the same thing with me. You know, if you would have preached in my face about eating what I was eating, I knew I knew they were right, but, you know. I have to make the decision. No one's going to make the decision for me, you know. Right. Very good. So as far as um, you had mentioned, too, with the running that you had, what was the distance that you covered recently? I wanted to share that with everybody. Well, I'm trying to do 100 miles in Mm -hmm. December, Mm -hmm. and I I did eight miles the other day without Mm -hmm. stopping, which was a new new, uh, record for me, which is great. But I'm up to around 54 miles for the month. Wow, and so that's fantastic. You're already there, and you're not even halfway through the month yet. Yes, it's less than half of the month and over half of my goal. That's fantastic. Making good progress. Yeah, I wish you good luck with that. Well, you know, I always like to, um, in the podcast, do you have any last thing that you would like to say um, to our listeners at all? Well, I could probably talk for hours about all the epiphanies and research and all the stuff that I've learned. But I do think the number one focus needs to be on loving yourself. I think you have to realize that you're worth taking care of. You're worth loving yourself. You know, you are, if you were to look at yourself like a vehicle, like a really nice classic sports car collectible or something like that you know would you always keep it clean and and keep the parts superbly running or would you put sugar in the gas tank and run it into the wall every day why would you do that keep yourself think of yourself like a vessel because that's what you are you know and why not have the best one that you can you know would you want a rundown piece of junk car or would you like a classic sports car that runs like a dream that's that's everyone's personal choice and decisions do you want to be sick and depressed or do you want to be happy and energetic um and it's all based on loving yourself i think that's the key i love the analogy would you rather be driving an old broken down car or the sports class. I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, if I can compare the body to a, like, if you had this awesome car, would you put, you know, water in the tank and expect it to run? 
but I never actually thought of yourself as a vessel or an automobile or vehicle that you're literally living this life with. It. That's that's what you take from birth to death. That's the one constant is what you were given. So that's fantastic. That's a yeah. great idea. All right, Mr. Lacey, I would like to say one thing. I, I like to acknowledge everybody at the end and say thank you for everything you've done and will do yeah. and all the people and lives you're going to affect. And I can't wait to see how you do in Leadville. Um, it's a beautiful area. It wasn't, you know, too far from where I was living before. So I wish you the best. And again, like I said, thank you. And it's a, it's a wonderful journey that you've had. And I want to thank you for sharing your story with me very much. You're so welcome. I'm very thankful you had me in your show. <laughs> wonderful. Well, I'm sure you're going to change lives. And I love that last bit of information you get right because I think that's going to ring true for a lot of people that they need to understand that they do have to love themselves. And I think, honestly, once you start loving yourself, you're able to love others more. And um, because you're, you're not so focused on dealing with all the turmoil that's going on inside, then you can learn to focus more on those positive energies, those around you. Yeah. You know, if you, if you do love yourself, then why would you put something in your body that damages it? You know, stop. If, if you really just want to stop being overweight, sick, and depressed, just stop putting stuff that makes you overweight, sick and depressed it's really that simple but it's a little more complicated than that but in you know a simpler form that's pretty much it but you know sometimes it's that's all you need it's kind of like you know the old phrase like out of the mouths of babes it's really they say it the way they see it or and that really is the truth and then you know there's absolute truth and you're absolutely correct that if you don't want to be sick overweight and you know heading down a very turn early death then stop feeding your body those things are going to do it so that's yeah. wise words, young soul. You're bo- I goodness, you're, I was driving by the time you were born. So. <laughs> All right. So I appreciate everything again, and thank you for your time, okay? You have a good night.